Welcome back to Marriage Monday. Thanks so much for joining with me. My name is Dave Berenger, and this is my podcast to help you build your marriage one Monday at a time. Today, we're going to talk about romance, and I think this is a fantastic subject to talk about. Quite often, when we think about romance, um, people will give me examples. I'll say, what is romance? And they will say, I buy flowers, I buy candy, I take her out on a date. They will give me examples of what they think is romantic, and sometimes it's true. Other times, they will give me examples and their partner will have kind of a confused look on their face as if to say, those things are romantic to you, but they're not really romantic to me. And so I'll ask them for that definition and they really can't give me one. They give examples. So I give them my very simple definition of romance. So here you go. It's selflessly serving my spouse's love language. Now, the key there is selflessly serving. It sounds redundant, but it's not. Because often people will serve their spouse's love language in order to get something back. But true romance is serving, it's filling your spouse, it's meeting your spouse's romantic needs without any expectation of anything back. And that, my friends, is true romance. It's giving in order to fill instead of giving in order to get. One is romance, the other is manipulation. So I want to help you to be more romantic. I want to help you to to take your romance and to go deeper with it. So here we go. Here's five ways to do that. Number one, practice better listening. When we practice better listening, we are becoming more present with our spouse. Our spouse is in the place where they're being fully listened to, the attention is fully at them, and they're truly grasping that my partner is really paying attention to me. You have to be a better listener because that stokes romance. That helps meet intimate needs within your spouse. And that leads me toward number two. Demonstrate that you understand each other's needs. When you're a better listener, that's great, but to take it to the next level is demonstrating that you understand what the needs are and what needs were expressed. And if you want to do that well, here, I'm going to give you a couple keys. Number one, ask questions. With what your spouse was talking to you about, as you were listening and taking in that question, uh, those, those details, ask questions to your spouse. Ask them, okay, what was driving that? How does that make you feel? When did that begin to develop? How did that originally happen? What can I do to help? Is there anything I can do to take this load off of your shoulders? When you start asking questions, it tells your partner that not only did you hear everything, but you caught the details and you want to know more. The second way to really demonstrate that you understand each other's needs is actually repeat back to your spouse what they just said. Sometimes you have to kind of hit the pause button, call it like a little timeout hand and say, wait a minute, if I hear what you said, you said when this happens, it creates this feeling because of this taking place. Repeat back to them exactly what they said because it's not about mocking them with with the words that they utilize. It's making sure that you're on the same page with them. And oftentimes you got to pause the conversation in order to make sure that you haven't got lost in the details, that you're still catching the heart of who they are and what they're dealing with. And that leads me toward number three, showing empathy. When you show empathy, that means it's more than just simply I understand my spouse, but I'm actually trying to get inside of their shoes and seeing life through their eyes. I don't, I've always described it this way, that you're able to unzip your spouse from their head to their heels and slip inside their skin and to see their world, to try to feel what they're feeling, to try to experience what did this incident make them feel 
and try to experience it through their world. You marry the opposite sex, many times an opposite personality, coming from maybe an opposite end of the spectrum of how they were raised in terms of their family of origin. There's a lot of differences between the two of you, but if you really want to stoke the romance in your relationship, learn how to show empathy. Learn how to get inside of your partner's head, not for manipulation. I'm not talking about that type of getting inside of their head, but getting inside of their thinking and learn to think like them. Learn to feel like them. I'm not saying that you have to be like them or you have to become exactly how they are, but it's showing empathy and learning to see the world, learning to to feel the world the way they feel. So often we are battling over, I want you to experience this the way I experienced this, but what if we offered to do that? What if instead of being reactive to our spouse, we actually learned how to be reactive in terms of being empathetic and diving into their world so that we can better understand them. We can be a better friend. We can be a better lover. We can be a better husband or wife. We can just be better at what we are called to be, the two becoming one. That happens through empathy. Number four, I think this is a great one. Meet each other as true partners. This is huge. Meeting each other as true partners. One of the best ways to bring romance into your marriage is to behave like you are true partners in the relationship and within your home. It's learning to operate in such a way that says, it's not that you've got jobs and I've got jobs. And listen, we've all got different responsibilities around the house and within the relationship itself, but there's a difference between I'm holding this responsibility in the house and I'm, I feel alone in this responsibility. There's a difference. My wife has responsibilities within our home. I have responsibilities within the home. There are some things that for which they kind of fall into each of our wheelhouse, but there's a difference between I'm doing this and I'm alone in it, or I'm doing this. And you know what? My partner, my wife is a partner with me in this. Feeling like a partner, feeling together on decisions, feeling together on responsibilities, that's a big deal. And when you operate as true partners and you work together, let me give you an example. Uh, I'm the one who paints rooms, paints walls, ceilings. That's just kind of a thing that I enjoy within the relationship. My wife, she is not a painter in the least bit, but whenever I'm painting, she'll check in on me to see if I need something. Do you need some water? Do you need this taken care of? Is there something I can help with? And even though I'm doing the primary work, I feel like we're partnering on the situation. And the same thing, like this time of year, my wife does a lot of purging in terms of things within the house, a lot of donating to Goodwill, and she really doesn't want my help. But so every so often, she'll ask me to help with an aspect of it. And instead of saying, nope, that's your thing, it's, hey, absolutely, you're doing a majority of the work. What can I do to help? And it's really meeting each other's true partners. That stokes romance. Number five, this is a huge one. Focus on non-sexual affection and intimacy. Focus on non-sexual affection and intimacy. If you really truly want to grow romance, and for some people they think romance is just automatically connected to sex and they're missing the boat and they're selling their marriage short. But when you focus on non-sexual affection and intimacy, you're really going to grow a deeper level of romance. Physical touch and affection that doesn't lead to sex will actually grow a deeper connection to the both of you. Because the problem is, is if you're only touching your spouse in order to get some sort of sexual connection, then you're actually shortchanging the idea of physical touch. And what ends up happening is physical touch gets manipulated. 
and all of a sudden your partner sees themselves not as a partner within the relationship or not even as a partner in your sexuality, they will see physical touch as just a means for you to get what you want. And that's not the heart of sexual intimacy. That's not the heart of romance. The heart of it all is serving one another, becoming one. And when we become one, it's not about getting in to get what we want. It's about coming together and begin to pour into our spouse and serve our spouse because that's where intimacy truly lies. One of my great, one of the, the greatest preachers ever in the history of preachers is T.D. Jakes. He is one of my, if not my favorite preacher, period. And I remember years ago when he talked about the word intimacy, he kept saying it over and over and over, intimacy, intimacy, into me see, into me see, see into me. I remember him breaking down the word intimacy so slow and then reversing it. Intimacy is about seeing into me. But if we are only being intimate in order to feed into me, then we miss the heart of it all. But when we're getting into intimacy for me to be able to see into my spouse and my spouse to see into me, we could begin to grow that which God wants to grow within us. And when as we grow that intimacy, as we grow that affection, it could result in sexuality. But I'm here to say the majority of the time, it actually grows a greater closeness a greater idea of who my partner is, a greater, greater idea of what God is doing in my partner, a greater idea of what their needs truly are so I can meet those needs. It grows a deeper understanding of our spouse, and that, my friends, is intimacy. So how do we grow romance? Let's do it again. Be a better listener. Demonstrate that you understand your partner's needs. Show empathy. Meet each other as partners. And focus on non-sexual affection and intimacy. If you do that, you are going to grow romance. That's all I've got for you for today. Have a great Marriage Monday. Practice romance this week, and we will see you next Monday. God bless.